going to ask the question, is ATI a cult? And uh, I was just in the break as we were discussing this. I was saying that um, I feel like Bill Gothard is like the third. Do I want to say that publicly? <laughs> I said between us, I said he's like the third member in our marriage. That's a little bit hyperbole. Um, but I feel like ATI conditioning kind of comes up at weird times, which um, and I was about to say, it's like this time that uh, we were driving, my wife and I were driving um, our car, a little car with a big trailer going out to Bible school. And we hit black ice, like serious black ice on um, the Yellowhead Highway, long flat highway. And it, the car just completely lost control. And I was sound asleep. My wife was driving and I woke up and she didn't know how to drive um, well, probably because she was raising ATI and her dad didn't teach her. Um, you don't learn how to drive. You're going to just bear children all the time. Um, he, he wouldn't have said that. Um, uh, I've been talking too long. I'm getting a little bit silly. Um, but I reached over and tried to control it. But because we had this trailer, like I would just get controlled. And then all of a sudden the, the trailer would go whoop and do crazy stuff. And then we would lose control. And I feel like, like that's what sometimes ATI feels like we're going along and things are normal and all of a sudden whoop like where did that come from there's this trigger there's this word that like that's just a normal word that everybody uses and all of a sudden it has this effect that I'm not anticipating and she wasn't anticipating and she's like a wonderful person the best person in the world as far as I'm concerned but there's certain and you're nodding because you like her too um <laughs> like that that is that is the hallmark of a cult, that it is conditioning. And there's certain programs that are that are built into, um, that, that are hardwired into a person, that then they have a hard time deprogramming. That's why they talk about deprogramming. Anyways, I wanted to put the question to you, though. I'm showing my hand already. But um, is HI a cult, or is it just, you know, kind of a little bit too extreme, but, you know, nobody's perfect? Mm -hmm. How would you answer that well, question? I guess it depends on your definition of a cult, right? So yes, some people think it's it's a uh, people think of it as a place often, you know, mm. and they think of like when people were drinking Kool-Aid and they all died or, you know, they just think of like really extreme uh, things that people are made to do, like where they all marry the cult leader, you know, like, mm. <laughs> and yes, those do exist, but to me, a definition of a cult is if one person is in charge and he's not allowed to be questioned and anyone questioning him gets thrown out or disciplined or like bad things happen. Mm. Um, that's the long and short of it. I mean, there are other qualities too, like where words have different meanings. So like you can't get in trouble for things and like there's lots of little things. But to me, a cult is where like there's one person in charge. Like it's kind of like a dictatorship. You know, like you look at North Korea or whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bit of a dictatorship going where everyone has to believe what the what the head dude thinks or else they're in danger of their life. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an extreme. But I think that's a cult just as much as ATI was a cult for that reason. Yeah. So your answer to the question is it was a cult because there was one person in charge. And who was that person? Bill Gothard. Was it Bill Gothard or was it the father of the home or was it? Yeah, I wish I had written down the quote that uh, another one of us survivors came up with. But the long and short of the quote is that 
Bill Gothard's um, belief system uh, gave the permission to fathers to be um, a dictator in their own home. Or I think cult leader is what you had said previously. Yeah, something but yeah, like that. Dictator or cult. Yeah. And I mean, like he did have training centers where it was just students, like people who had been raised in the cult. Like there weren't parents there. There were just these these teenagers or young adults who have been raised in ATI who are all sort of like almost robotically, <laughs> you know, manufactured or conditioned or um, what's the word? Um, what was the word that we were using before? Like, you know, like how child molesters groom, like they, they were groomed, groomed. To, be, yeah. to be there in that in that training center for for Bill Gothard's own selfish purposes. Mm hmm. To to, yeah, well, to make him richer, to make him mm -hmm. feel more powerful, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you were saying about a young girl that accompanied him everywhere, that just like made my blood run cold. That just she's not the only one. Whenever especially... they get too old, or they question him, or he just loses interest in them, he will get another one. He always has another one ready to go. Oh, and then. Of course, with the way that the system works, any sexual impropriety is blamed on the girl, probably, because she was being too seductive. Am I right? Things were just overlooked because he was so revered yeah. as a god. So if, if anything, if anyone saw anything, which probably didn't happen very much, or any girl said anything, she was the one not believed, or they overlooked it as a, just a mistake. You know, he's just an old guy, like... You know, he just accidentally reached over, you know, like <laughs> they somehow mm. excused it because people see what they want to see. Mm -hmm. So some people would say like, well, actually, I, I hear this all the time, actually. It seems to be like it's funny when I think about like there's like four. Like it's it's odd when people say exactly the same thing, you know, like you ask five different people across 10 years a similar question and they all answer the same thing that's kind of weird and it seems like what people answer uh if you say like well isn't ati a little bit off they'll say i know some people go to really to extremes but we're just going to do it moderately and they always have that well some people take it to extremes but we're not like that and everybody has this idea that like we're not the crazy people but you know like why would you um, pay even, thousands of dollars a year to be in a, in a group like that? Yeah. If you weren't subscribed to some of the teachings or taken advantage of some of the perks <laughs> to be able to send your kids away to these places. Uh, I don't know. Like, I really do so, think these parents are trying their best. But most of, you know, like, they're just really screwed up. <laughs> uh, they, they have a lot of trauma in their past. So, yeah, like... I don't feel that people are trying to be mean. I just feel that that it is a cult and should be warned against. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, he's not in charge anymore because of right. the group I started, because of the, the <sighs> website that went up with all of the hundreds of stories and the girls with the lawsuit and all that. He was forced to step down and he's not in charge anymore. Are there still people who like look to him for advice and he puts out newsletters and website shit and... Yeah, <laughs> that happens. But he's not in charge of a whole system anymore. Mm -hmm. So do you think that the system got better with him stepping down? All the materials are still the same. 
-hmm. like all of the homeschool materials. So they're still being fed to these innocent kids as truth when they're not. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it's just crazy people that, or do you think it's just people that take it to extremes that should be blamed? Or do you think it's the material itself that should be blamed for some of the extremes that we see? Mm. That's a loaded question about blame. Mm -hmm. um, and, and responsibility and all that. Because I don't feel that it's healthy to blame people <laughs> or blame things. Uh, I do feel that, you know, we all face mountains and valleys in our lives. We all face traumas. And it's, it's our responsibility to, um, oh, what's the word? To do our, our healing. Like if we just mm -hmm. spend our whole life blaming and being the victim, that's not going to help us or anyone else. Like it's just going right. to result in miserable <laughs> feelings. So I don't, I don't feel that blame's helpful. So uh, I don't know how to answer that, who's to blame or what's to blame. I just say steer, steer clear of people who are trying to manipulate and control and like steer clear of things that promote fear and, and hate and, and guilt. Just steer mm -hmm. clear of those things in general. Yeah. Yeah, maybe blame was the wrong way to put it. Um, I'm not sure how else to put it, though. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Like, your question was basically, am I looking is there at something him, wrong him as the bad the guy or the, or the, or the system? Or is, of course, or is it the, the, the parents that, that went off the rails and it's just is it just isolated cases or is it um you know is there a problem with the teachings themselves there's a huge problem with the teachings <laughs> they're not biblical they are what bill gothard has come up with on his own in his meditations or his retreats or he goes for a week or more you know and just comes comes back with these insights that God gave him and we're all supposed to treat that as gospel truth when it's not. Mm -hmm. That's a problem with cults is, is they make themselves yeah. into God. They get these, you know, whatever. And then everyone else is supposed to fall in line and, and adapt those beliefs. That's yeah. not cool. No one should ever do that to someone else. It's okay to have a belief. It's not okay to force feed it to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And that's something interesting that um, that is unique to Bill Gothard. He came up with this word rhema. I don't think I've heard about it outside of ATI. But can you tell me what a rhema is? Mm, in in the home I was raised in, rhema was not uh, emphasized. Okay. So from my limited, from my yeah, from my limited. Interaction with a word it's you would have your wisdom search which is devotions uh, Whether by yourself or as a family and if you got something it's usually Psalms and Proverbs that they would read and if they got a rhema from it It would mean like they they got a special meaning from a verse. Mm -hmm. So basically their own interpretation of a verse I guess would be my <laughs> Yeah, I think other students would probably have a different definition for the word rhema mm-hmm well, my understanding of it is is that it, it's basically the Holy Spirit speaking straight to you through scriptures. But it seems as though um, Bill Gothard took it to another level and he has this whole other word for it. It's like a rhema. I had a, and that's just a Greek word that he put in English. He says in English, he's probably mis 
pronouncing it for all I know. Um, but if he gets a rhema, he's reading a Bible, and then he gets some meaning from it, the Holy Spirit is telling him something, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be exegetical. It doesn't have to fit anything. All of a sudden, God is speaking straight to him. And because he has such supposed spiritual authority, that now is God's word, you know. And actually, it reminds me of Paul, the Apostle Paul in somewhere in the Bible was talking about people that stake, people that don't let people mislead you and uh, putting their their emphasis on divine revelations and revelations from angels and talking about false teachers and how they'll put their their authority in these special revelations, these dreams and spiritual mumbo-jumbo that they have. And it was warned against in the New Testament. I feel like that's... And then he he actually... I think it's... It's... Um, one of the C ones, Corinthians, talks about don't be led astray by the basic principles of men. And that was actually a passage that really helped my wife all of a sudden. She's like, the basic principles of men? Hold on, I've been... I've been led astray by the basic principles of men. Um, <clears throat> when I had asked you whether you thought it was a cult, a few months ago, uh, you had responded with a couple points here, and I was wondering if you could go through those. What are some of the things you had answered me way back then? Do you remember what they are? Because I, I sure don't in this moment. You. Oh, you did. <laughs> okay. Did. Well, I, I will just check out that last text then and, and go through it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it was a, really good what you had said. I think a common misconception is that a cult is a physical place, like a compound where a group lives. Yeah. So they don't think of cults as something that can be spread out worldwide and have like all these different training centers and stuff. And yeah, my definition of a cult would be like it has a leader who sets rules and guidelines and belief systems. Um, also the, um, like very exclusive. We have all the answers and the rest of you are wrong. We can't associate with you, you know, like unless you repent or accept the absolute truths like of this leader, right? Like, oh, uh, it's another one here. Um, overtly boundary crossing rules, telling individuals how to dress, how to eat, how to have sex, how to procreate, which Bill Gothard definitely did. <laughs> all mm -hmm. the above. Uh, yeah, definitely loss of a sense of self in, in the victims. Uh, like any any uniqueness, any questioning, uh, anything that threatens the status quo is uh, deemed bad and sinful. And then the isolation, um, just encouraged hate and division, just cut off any family members who do not follow and agree with these truths that the leaders has set. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is, yeah. that, is that the answer that you were looking for there? <laughs> that was the answer I was looking for. Yeah, I had asked you way back when, and you kind of came up with that answer. really quick. And I thought, yeah, I mean, that that pretty much, I think we throw around this word sometimes, a cultish church uh, or a cultish organization. And I think that kind of sums it up. You know, when there's one leader that's in charge, it's exclusive. Only they have the secret knowledge. Um, there's boundary crossing rules. There's insiders and outsiders. Um, you know, you, you, you have such a strong sense of self that you don't know who you are as an individual, your status and identity is, you know, part of the group, you're, you're a group member, you're an ATI, you're, you're whatever. And then if you stand up to or question or, um, or if you dare to leave, then you're shunned and you're cut off, 
And that actually that, happened to me. That actually happened to me in, okay. in our local church. So our local church very much mirrored ATI, even though the pastor was not uh, a follower of Gothard's. Okay. He just seemed like a miniature Gothard, like just with a smaller following. Okay. But yeah, but when I left and when his, his own daughter left, like we were excommunicated and everyone at the church, all of our friends told and family like told not to associate. So. And that wasn't due to any sin. Like you, you weren't. It was just for questioning. It. it was just for leaving. Yeah. It was just for saying, I don't agree with this. This is not kind. Like that was my personal opinion. This is not kind. Yeah. I'm leaving. And then, you know, we were painted out to be like lies were told about us, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. It's just like, how can you, how can you feel like you have actual real friends in places like that when you know mm -hmm. that on a dime, the word of one man will turn all your friends against you? Mm-hmm doesn't it feels very not right very heavy not right yeah. yeah especially when you're you're trying to pursue something authentic for yourself yeah and you're trying to like you said you keep coming back to the word kindness you're trying to find kindness and trying to well, follow jesus, jesus. Was kind. jesus yeah. was kind so it just doesn't measure up and and look at like this is not a new concept like jesus pointed out the pharisees many a time mm -hmm. you know um it's it's really not a new concept it's mm -hmm. been around for a long time but if you are a christian you are a follower of christ i would assume that you'd want to be like jesus and be kind yes. and not and overturn the the tables at the you know when you're upset with people making businesses out of churches etc cetera, etc cetera. like i could go on forever like mm -hmm. it really it can get complicated, but you can really just sum it up in, mm -hmm. you know, are you choosing love or fear? Are you choosing love or hate? Are you choosing kindness or, you know, like, it's it's just the general idea. Yeah, and people have their journey. Like, I think mm -hmm. I'm I'm more more and more coming back to like, like I'm I'm very much a truth person, I'm an ideas person, but I understand how somebody can see something from a completely different perspective. And that is true for them. And that might seem really strange for maybe listeners of this podcast because I want to know what is true. But at the same time, especially when we get to spiritual matters, it's like, yeah, but if you were raised in a very harsh understanding, then you're going to emphasize love like crazy because that harshness is already built in. So you need to correct. And so all that you want to talk about is love because that harshness is still there. You know, you don't need to talk about the harshness because it's still there. So you just need to correct with love. Whereas if you were raised with like kind of everything goes and, and maybe there's not much discipline and boundaries, then maybe you will be want to emphasize more of the boundaries and I don't know, the other side of things. But and, and so that's where I think that some people can disagree and say, no, that's what not what God is like. That's not what spirituality is like. And. Where, where I'm coming from with this is to just to say, look, if if the way that I do my faith isn't working for you, then go down the road to some other church that is resonating with you, and that can be part of your journey, or leave church entirely if that is part of your journey. I'm not going to excommunicate you because of you trying to find God, you know. And I, yeah, well, like that's what I taught my kids too. Like yeah. they were invited to various churches along the way, and I told them to make their own judgment. Like, is For this sure. a place that's are they teaching love? Mm 
-hmm. Are they teaching kindness? Are they taking care of people? Like, is that mm -hmm. their emphasis or is their emphasis on pastoral authority? You know, is is all their sermons about authority and like <laughs> rules and regulations and that sort of a thing. When yeah. Jesus himself said, like, everything can be summed up in two commandments, love God and others. How hard is that to understand? Yes. <laughs> it's pretty basic. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll add that I taught my kids to also be aware of manipulation. Don't mm -hmm. go and, and sit in front of a, a seminar a week for a week and ex not expect some of your um, beliefs to shift. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like exercise your judgment just because someone invites you to this, you know, to watch this video series or to watch this new speaker who is charismatic, you know, like use your judgment. Like, yeah. If it feels off, yeah, if it feels like someone's getting you to change your beliefs, then take a step back. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been really awesome. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. And um, yeah, I just, I, I really feel bad for, um, I need to figure out how to say this correctly, because I don't want to say sorry, but I just, um, I just want to validate the hurt things hmm. happen that weren't right and hmm. I just want to validate that and and I, I do just want to validate your courage because I see courage happening a lot of times along your path and um, see ways that you were able to protect yourself in, in ways that were creative and courageous at the time and I just want to validate that and honor that and and I appreciate that thank you yeah <laughs> and thanks for sharing your story with us. That was also courageous and difficult, yeah. perhaps. Or fun. I don't know. <laughs> I've done it so many times now. I'm used to it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. All right. Well, Till next time. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.